everyone, and welcome to Downtime with John and Emily, the how-to podcast by siblings who don't know anything. I'm your co-host, John Downey. And I'm Emily Downey. And Emily, I am on a high. I'm riding a high as we speak uh, after the bullshit, absolute shitstorm that was last week. I'm just, I'm riding high and feeling good. Like, this week's gotta be better. This week, this week is, here's the thing. This week could do a lot to me and still be a better week than yet, than last week. It was a bad, bad time in in this household. <laughs> oh, man. So why don't you walk us through it since our, the only thing our listeners know is that they were treated to an episode that was late. And was me and Taylor. <laughs> it, was very, it was very late. I, I, I appreciate the two of you so, so very much for filling in for me and and powering through and putting out an episode. And I'm extremely grateful to Taylor for, for just being on the episode at all. Like that is, It's so kind of anyone to just fill in. And then also volunteering to like edit and and put out the episode all incredible stuff that being said it was extremely it was like one of the most late episodes we've ever had uh <laughs> which i guess is relative that still happened there's a right, yeah exactly right yeah that happened that was still released within the same week there's a lot of uh, asterisks on that phrase um but yeah so i it started out the weekend before the actual week started my car completely crapped out my i was i got lunch and then on my way home from lunch, my by my car bottomed out. Just a big old hunk of metal fell out of the bottom of my car. So love that. It's really great when that happens. Called AAA, yeah. got it towed to a, a shop. That morning, I had a bunch of uh, lights come on, so I already had like, oh, I got to take this to the shop. And then in the afternoon, it wouldn't drive anymore. So like, yeah, okay, let's go into the shop. Pick it up from the shop the next day. They were like, we put your the big hunk of metal back in, uh, but all your lights are still on and your transmission is acting funky. So you're going to have to get that checked. And I was like, okay, cool. The next day I get a rental car because I'm planning on putting this car in the shop. Thank God I did because we went to drop my car off at the shop and then go get the rental car, my car wouldn't start when I got in it to go drop it off at the shop. So I had to get it towed a second time in 48 oh my hours. God. Go to pick up the rental. The rental, there was, the rental, there was a whole other ordeal in and of itself. They had to get me to like the third car because the first one, yeah. they didn't have any. The second one didn't work. And then the third one finally worked. Then I, it was too expensive to extend my rental when I needed more time with it because the shop was not being promising. And then I, so I had to go drop the car off, walk to another nearby rental place and get a second rental vehicle because two days with this new rental would have been cheaper than one extra day with the car I already had. Oh my God. Shop, shop yeah, calls me. Yeah, rentals are crazy right now. It's, it's fucked up. Shop calls me. It says there's going to be $1,000 just to see if there's other issues with the car. Like $1,000 to replace a sensor, to the, which might have been the only issue, but there might have been other underlying issues beyond that. So it was $1,000 for a maybe, is what I was told. Yeah, no deal. And a, like, absolutely not. This is, for context, this car I got for free 
from a, a family friend of ours, which was extremely kind of them. But like, there's only so much money I'm willing to put into a car that I got for free. You know what I mean? It's like, you, you can see it either way, whether you're a pessimist or an optimist, you could say, okay, oh, any money I go into this is fine because I didn't pay anything for the car or any money I put into this is sunk because this car isn't worth anything. Uh, so we decide we're going to go, uh, that was, that was the, all of the shit that happened. That was like the, all of the absolute worst stuff, not to mention work was just the, the biggest shitstorm of all time. Like the most work I've had to do in any five day stretch of this job happened last week on top of all the shit I was dealing with. So it was just horrible. Of course. But then we're shopping online. We're on like car gurus and Carvana and all these places trying to find a vehicle from for us to actually purchase, which like we knew we were going to have to squeeze into our monthly budget anyway. So we were already kind of stretched thin. We're looking all over the place. We find a couple things that like have issues here and there. But then one thing pops up. It's super, super nearby. It had everything we wanted. It was in our price range. It was like, this car looks amazing. We were about to press go on, like, buy on a car from Carvana, like, right before we saw this. And we wouldn't have, we would, if we had gone with that other car, we would have had to get another rental vehicle for another week before we could actually get the vehicle. Wow. So we were about to do that because it was like everything we wanted. And then we saw this one. We were like, holy shit, wait. I'm, we're going to, we get to call them right now. See if we can go test drive it right now. They took mm-hmm. us in. We test drove it. We brought it back to the lot being like we to each other, not to the people at the place. We were like, we we're going to drive off with this car. Like we're going to yeah. drive, we're gonna drive yeah, this yeah, off yeah, a lot yeah. right now. Whatever we have to do to make that happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. And I managed. This was like the greatest. My my crown, my crown jewel achievement of haggling was. <laughs> Getting this price down, like getting the sticker price down by like a couple thousand dollars. And then on top of that, getting convincing them to take my shitty car that was literally in the shop at the time of signing. They took a they <laughs> took a trade in. Oh my god. Sorry, was, not starting. It, it wouldn't there were so many issues with this car. And oh they took it anyway. They literally didn't see the vehicle and they were so desperate to make this sale as basically as desperate as we were to buy it, that they bought it from me sight unseen. They took an extra thousand dollars off the ticket price and then gave us twenty five hundred dollars towards the down payment. So this they oh took a car that I got for free that was literally at the shop. With at least a thousand dollars of work that needed to be done on it, Jesus. and turned it and made it worth thirty five hundred dollars to me. I got to go to the shop, pick it up, get it to limp to the place, hand over the title, and then walk away. It was the oh it was by far the best thing that I will have ever done in a negotiations situation. Yeah, I'll never beat that. I mean, Jack Donaghy would be proud, or I, I don't know, Jack Welch or someone else is real. <laughs> <laughs> I can't haggle. So, yes. I am much better now. I have a a car that is not new, but new to me. It was a used vehicle, but, like, it's in great shape, and the the shitstorm of a week that I had last week is over, and everything is fine. Thank you for listening. This has been Downtown with John and Emily. Downtown with John and Emily. That's our whole episode, (laughs) uh, feels like. And... 
Uh, no, I'm really glad that you're having a better week this week. Thank because you. Because last week does sound like it was a total shit show, and I'm glad oh. that Taylor and I could fill in for you. Oh, it was a great and... episode, too. I loved it. Oh, you about... liked it? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we got a little NPR-ish, but that's okay. <laughs> it, you was know? A, it was a little less like wrong answers only than we try to go for on the yeah, show usually, absolutely. but it was great. Who doesn't, who doesn't love hearing about, like, ag- aggressive uh, environmentalism stuff? I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, anything that's not eco-terrorism, right? We're, yeah. We're here for it. I'm all for it. Um, and even, like, casual eco-terrorism. Yeah. No, I'm it's just, I'm just not- like, some light eco-terrorism. <laughs> some light eco-terrorism. <laughs> no. So, no, we had a, we had a great time doing that and and it was it was very fun so yeah maybe next time we do one together we'll try to like write in some like let's write some sticky notes for ourselves like maybe you make a joke <laughs> <laughs> yeah just have a just have a sign in front of you that just <laughs> jokes question mark joke time time for joke time for funnies <laughs> but we had a great time so um it was nice nice what are we talking about today because you know my news, but I guess I can save it for later. If you, if you want it to come up naturally or if you want to talk about it now, that's fine. I'll talk about it now. Oh, we'll get it out of the way. Yeah, sure. Right? My day is going great. Ask me how my day is, you hey, asshole. Emily. Hey, hey, Emily. I got a real quick question for you. Yeah. If, it's, if you'll indulge me. Maybe. It depends what the question is. How is your day today? My day was excellent. Thank you so much for asking. Great. Um, I took the day off. So our work. topic today is <laughs> You're such an asshole. You talked for like twenty minutes about your car. I talked for like five minutes. Anyway. Yeah, it felt like yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm very happy for you and your car situation. Thank um you. now to my news. <laughs> I took the day off work today in order for Taylor and I to go pick up the newest member of our family <sighs> we got a puppy it's a puppy she's a puppy it's new puppy day yeah because you know those are the best days our puppy days until you have the thing and then you're like oh my god and then and then this you're like oh I, I wish i could have one day that wasn't puppy day because it's puppy no, day I've, for a long time every now. every day is puppy day for like a year and a half <laughs> <laughs> for the next year and a half every day will be puppy day and we just got out of that with tug you know we just got out of the because puppy tug was hard puppy tug was really hard and yeah. then like adolescent tug was pretty hard as well and because <laughs> they get they you just you think you got it all figured out and they're sweet little babies and then they turn into teenagers yeah and then they like literally i think it was their maybe their amygdala some area of their brain shrinks when they're teenagers and it's literally like the learning center of their brain so they get dumb (laughs) and scared of new things and also uh belligerent (laughs) yeah so i'm just gonna go i'm just gonna be absolutely hog wild all the time and be worse at listening to you than i was before yeah, they get way worse at listening. They become more reactive. They're more frightened of things. They they have like their flight or flight their fight or flight response is like easier to trigger. So instead of like relying on all that training you did, yeah. you know, back in the sweet puppy days, they're like, I don't know what Sid is. What what is that? Well, and I you're don't like, know what, what you're saying. F- 
You're, you're doing and saying a lot right now, and I don't yeah. get any of it. And they're like, where? <laughs> and they become super food motivated, too. Like, everything is like, they become more motivated by like food and instant reward as opposed to like when they're a puppy, they're like, I just want you to be happy, mom and dad. And <laughs> like, adolescent dogs are like, fuck you, fuck this. God, this Who sounds, even are you? This sounds like me when I've been at any job for more than six months. <laughs> Yeah, I, exactly. I like. I was just saying to someone yesterday that my flight response keeps on triggering. Just randomly <laughs> at all of my jobs, I'm just like, I want to quit so bad. <laughs> I want to oh, quit every job so bad right now. Oh, dude! I just want one opportunity to look at one of my boss in the face and say, "Fuck you!" Right in your fucking face and walk oh out. Oh my god! I want to do so, it um... so bad. <laughs> So we had this. This is like off topic. Her name's Nori. She's very sweet and we love her. And she, hopefully she'll stop screaming name, at us. It's such a cute name and I love she's seaweed. So sweet. Yeah. But um, yeah, I had that reaction when I actually, this is a little sad. So just bear with me. Okay. I had a coworker die. And Holy shit. Yeah. Just a woman in my office who, who passed away last week. I'm so sorry. And Good Lord. I, she was fairly new. She started work in September and I... Did not know her. She did not work in my department. Yeah. I don't know her. It is very Still sad, weird, obviously. Though. Yeah, weird and sad. But to me, I think it was sudden. And I think that's what really got me yeah. was that, like, she was, like, supposed to come in that day. And she didn't because she died. And yeah. that, to me, was just, like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I need to leave. <laughs> like, I know. I, I, just... I got to get the fuck. I cannot, like, just go to work every day. Just like it just made me ah, completely oh panic. God. Like yeah, I was like, "This is gonna be you. Like you're just not gonna show up one day because yeah. you're dead because you spent your whole life here or whatever." It just like nothing triggers I, an anxiety attack derived from the monotony of everyday life than literally a coworker not showing up. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I gotta get the fuck out of here!" Yeah. So yeah, that was like talk about your fight or flight response being triggered. Yeah. I was like, "I'm just gonna, I, I just can't do this." <laughs> like, I, I need to this go. This is not hike my life. This is the, not how I want to go. I like, need to go climb Mount Everest right now. <laughs> yeah, I need to get the hell out of here. I was like, Taylor, this is it. You gotta help me. Like, let's update my resume. I gotta get out of here. Like, we, and I feel, look, yeah, obviously, we need to get like, very. This should be a service. I I don't know. I need a subscription service for jobs where I can just like, hey, you're pre-approved to work at any of these places at any given time. As soon as you're like, for any reason, drop a drop of a hat. Like I'm ready to get out of this job. Right on to the next one. I need well, something like, like you that. You can get a recruiter. Is that a thing? Yeah, they're job recruiters, John. You can just go to a recruiter. It's like there's a, like employment counselors. It's like an agent, like a like an acting yeah. agent, but for jobs, for regular jobs. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of very much a thing. How much money? You I know, give but them? I don't know. That's well, why I've never looked into it because I only assume you got to spend money to to do that. Yeah, but right. It's better than like Indeed or Monster or any of that who just send you nonstop emails. Oh my god. Like, about being like an invasive species technician or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I'm not just gonna, you know, catch raccoons for people. Like, mine is always entry level brewing positions at breweries uh, near me that I know are bad at brewing and also would pay me like 11.50 an hour, which is like, 
Not you. You should be so ashamed to put those numbers out in the ether. In, oh yeah. Like, in 2022, you're gonna you're gonna put on paper on the internet that your company is paying someone to do a full time job, eleven fifty an hour. You need Jesus. No way, Jose. You need something. And with I, like, but like, and normally it's like five years of experience or whatever. And it's right. like, go eat a dick. Eat a bag of dick. Like, Absolutely. Eat yeah. a whole dick. But anyways, that's not what we're talking about today. No. We're talking. We're not talking about how to eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's in the that's in the old. That's a yeah. That's, that's on in the, the back box now. now. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it joins the rotation of things we reject every single week. This is how to catch a fish. How to John, catch have you ever caught a fish? I have caught a fish before. I, I caught have. a shark once. Well, fuck me then. <laughs> Why aren't we doing a, how to catch a, a shark? shark? Actually, I think I've only caught sharks. I don't think I've ever caught a fish. I've caught like three sharks in my life. Never caught a fish. You never did. And a crab. You, I know once. you went to scout camp. I know you did. You guys I didn't, didn't have the. You didn't have the little dr- string that just had a, a hook on the end that you put a piece of hot dog on and just dropped it down in there. You never did that? No. With no. like little sunfish? No. Well, okay. Oh, okay. So I have caught sunfish before. Okay. See? Like, I've done that. Yeah. Just with worms. Not hot dogs? Not hot dogs then? No hot not, dogs. No. But we did. Fishing we, with You pork and I products. used to use mussels and hot dogs and stuff to catch crabs. Yeah. Um, in yeah. We used, to, we used to go crabbing in Connecticut, which is like we would just go out on on the, the jetty that was out by our, our grandparents' house and we would just... It was it was a string. It's very satisfying because you it just dip the string in the water and then you pull satisfying. it back up and there's a crab on the end of there's it. There's just crab like, like sometimes I feel multiple, like that like I feel like that's not gonna help us because I feel like that that the the might. way to catch a fish is through patience and crabbing is different. Crabbing, crabbing is like, is instant gratification. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, as long as you don't run out of bait, you're good. Here's the thing too, I. We used to go crabbing whenever we went to our grandparents' house in Connecticut. Like, every single time, we would always go crabbing. And we would always go... We'd hunt for mussels first, and then we would put the mussels on a little clothespin that was tied to the string, and then we would use the mussels, which worked pretty well. I went as an adult, like, uh, I think when I was in college, like, very much an adult, and just decided, hey, fuck it, let's go crabbing. And there was Uh somebody fishing who was done fishing for the day and they handed us a a Ziploc bag of chum, like, Uh like dead fish parts. Holy shit. Night and day (laughs) there. Oh my God. Every time you pulled up, it was like six crabs at a time. It was fucked up. You like chum was such a better thing. And we were doing it wrong for like, like, like decades. (laughs) Like we were doing it wrong for a long time. I don't know. Look, the mussels were easy to catch, okay? Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, and then we'd have, like, a bucket of crabs, which... And th- and then we'd race them. We, that's absolutely true. Damn. That was fun. That was, that was the best part, was hell. releasing the crabs. And then you get to... You, like, try to pick one that looks fast. And you're like, that's my crab. <laughs> all all my money like, on this one. All yeah, my, all my, all money my on bottle caps. <laughs> Number six, here we go. <laughs> you get all my Reese's Pieces if this one loses. Yeah, it was very fun. Yeah, so you release the crabs, and all you have to do is just make sure the bucket doesn't get too hot, and then they're good. Yeah. Because you put water <laughs> in the bucket. It's not like crabs in a bucket. You know, do you know that, um, like, hypothesis? What? No. It's like a human behavior, um, but it's called, like, crabs in a bucket, where you just try to get to the top, and everyone's trying to get to the top, so everyone's smothering everyone else, like... 
you try to get to the top, but since everyone else is trying to get to the top, you all end up just crushing each other down. What What is this applicable to? <laughs> um, just life. Like, don't be a crab I, in a bucket. I you guess. Know? Like, don't don't freak you out. You gotta lift each other up, you yeah. know? Don't... Yeah, right. hold on. Crabs in a bucket. <laughs> Why am I always Googling? I don't... Crab mentality. Crab mentality, also known as crab theory. Crabs in a bucket. Uh, mentality or the crab bucket effect is a way of thinking best described by the phrase if I can't have it neither can you oh shit yeah, yeah that's that's bad stuff cause like crabs in a bucket like each crab could probably get out of the bucket but they're so busy trying to keep each other down that they can't escape the bucket yeah so uh, the metaphor is derived from a pattern of behavior noted in crabs when they are trapped in a bucket yeah, I believe it or not, that's where that because they're grabbing from. other crabs and pulling them down with <laughs> right. them. Yeah, instead, like a drowning person, like a drowning person is just gonna pull you down with them. So it's know? kind of the opposite of boiling a frog. Then I don't know what the opposite of boiling. Like, I don't think it's the opposite of boiling a frog. I think those are two metaphors derived from mistreatment of animals. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't think that they're opposites. <laughs> no, no, it's derived from. I mean, people eat frogs. <laughs> yeah, but but boiling a frog, like a frog in boiling water is yeah. like if the water's hot and you put the frog in, it's going to jump out. Yeah. But if the water's cold, the frog will sit in it and then be boiled alive because and as you gradually raise the temperature. Yeah, right. But that's not a metaphor on like helping each other succeed. Or fail or anything. It's just talking about, like, letting something bad happen to you because it escalated slowly. It's like, uh, it's like conditioning you to deal with Taylor putting your chair underneath the desk for a long time. They don't know about this. Oh, my God. (laughs) I discovered this week that... I was like, damn, Taylor, this chair is fucking broken. He's like, I'm like, oh, my back hurts. My shoulders hurt. And he's like, oh, we'll raise up your chair. And I'm like, yeah, but it's just going to go back down again because the chair is broken. And he was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, every day I lift up my chair so that my neck is in a good position for my monitors. And then every morning I come back and the chair is lowered. And he's like, well, I've been doing that. I'm like, you you what? And he was like, well, you know, the chair doesn't, you know, when I tidy up the office, the chair doesn't go under the desk. Like the arms of it are too high for the desk. So I just lower the chair. And I'm like, you've been readjusting my office chair without me knowing for a year. And he was like, yeah, I'm like, that's fucked up. That's real. You don't touch a woman's chair. You know, you don't. Why on earth would you do that? What would, would compel you to change to adjust the settings on my chair every day and never tell me? Like that's you're fucking with me. That's you fucking with me. Like that's not you doing a nice thing. That's you making me believe that I am going insane or that the chair is broken. That see, that's the thing is you you posed this question to our, our friend group chat uh, and and asked if it was fucked up or not. The way you phrased it absolutely sounded like gaslighting. You 110% <laughs> made it seem like gaslighting. Now that I've heard more of the story, 
absolutely not. <laughs> Taylor's just trying to tidy up your office every day, which is a me. nice thing he to do. He never told right, me. Right, right, But he wasn't trying to hide it from Who? you. <laughs> uh, he was like, well, you changed my chair every time we record. I'm like, I do not. I don't touch your chair settings. He's like, well, you do it in the car. I'm like, duh, because I'm driving. But yeah. like... You gotta adjust And I adjust the mirrors, you know what I mean? Every time I get in a vehicle, regardless of whether or not I was the last person to use it, I will always adjust the rearview mirror. Every time. Because that's how I was taught for movies. That's what you're supposed to do. You are in for a treat. On this episode of Downtime, you get so much Some Point Sound goodness. You get the theme song at the beginning, and you get the theme song at the end, and now you get more Some Point Sound goodness in the middle. This is a track off of a video game that Some Point Sound was hired to work on called Kanga Seeds of Civilization. I am going to put in the description of this episode a link to the Steam page so you can go and download it and listen to all of the incredible music that Some Point Sound has done for the game. Also, make sure to click on the direct link to somepointsound.com in the description as well. If you have any projects that you need sound design on, if you need any original music for any projects you're working on, anything you can think of in the realm of sound, Some Point Sound has got you there. So check them out and hire them for your stuff. Please enjoy this piece from Kanga by Some Point Sound.
I'm sorry. I think I just belched into the microphone. <laughs> sorry, I'm having a fizzy water. You know how it is. You know listeners. how it is. <laughs> but yeah, that's more like boiling a frog is just getting... Uh, I, see, I think it's more like boiling a frog than it is gaslighting. Is just making... Like, the fact that you ended up thinking your chair was broken is... I'm not a frog in boiling water. You're kind of a frog in boiling water. It's not a perfect use of the metaphor. No, I don't think I'm a frog there. in boiling water for that. No, I don't think that's true at all. Because I haven't become, like, accustomed to something really bad happening. You had you become know? accustomed to your chair being quote-unquote broken. I I just, I'm just not quite so sure it <laughs> you lines don't, up You just don't want to be a frog in boiling water. <laughs> I'm not a frog in boiling water, okay? Like, no, I equate that with something entirely different. <laughs> My, our best use for it in the past, the best use I found with it was when I lived with our grandmother in New York City, which was like the original agreement was that I would stay there for like a little bit until I like found my own place, which is ultimately what it ended up happening. But she lives in such a good location in Manhattan where it was like w- in conversations with our parents, just like, it's just like boiling a frog. It just, I'll just get in there. And as soon as I'm in, then it's, then it's easy from there. I just start carving away my little, I'll carve yeah. away my little spot. And then soon I'll have fake walls. And then soon I'll have real walls and a real door yeah. with a lock on it. Like that's, that's the best use of boiling a frog that I've yeah. ever had in my actual life. Yeah, absolutely. That is more like it, where you just, like, <laughs> you are the boiling water to our <laughs> grandmother's frog. <laughs> like, the fact that you're going to cohabitate with her <laughs> on a not-so-semi-permanent basis. What the hell is this episode about? Fish? Catching fish. We're catching fish. Yes, We're not okay. boiling frogs or We're crabs or frogs. anything. We might boil the fish, although that's, like, the worst way to cook basically any meat. Yeah, I, I see that. Do you see that on those like Instagram ads where they want you to buy some stupid strainer or whatever? They always boil a meat, and then they're like, "This is the best way to strain your boiled meat." And I'm like, "Who the fuck? Who is this Unless for?" Unless it's shrimp. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, are you boiling shrimp or a lobster or frogs? Those are the three meats that I've, you boil. I bought this. Maybe crawfish. I bought this filet mignon beautiful cut of beef and i figured boiling was the best way to do it i just kind of dropped it into some boiling water you know that way it doesn't dry out i salted the water first (laughs) that way it doesn't dry out you know you can't have it dry out what better way to do that than to cook it in water duh duh obviously although i did see someone that that cooked a steak in butter like they did um it was like a a cut of Filet mignon. Holy moly. My brain. It It was a cut of filet mignon, and they uh, literally, like, uh, what's it called? They didn't sous vide it, but they, uh, maybe they did sous vide it in butter. (laughs) That would have fucked up their sous vide, but it might have been worth it. I think in the the butter was in the bag with the... Ah, ha, ha. Yeah. 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 But, um, no, no, no. It's confit. It was a confit yeah, 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 steak, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like completely submerged in butter. And then That's they didn't have to sous vide it because they put it in like a baking dish, all this butter, and then like the steak in the butter in the baking dish and in the oven. So that'll do the same thing that a sous vide would, which is just yeah. keep it at 
a temperature, you know? And right. then I think they, like, seared it afterwards once it was, like, the right you internal temp. You got it. And then they seared it off. So, and that's pro- that's pretty fucked up. That's I mean, pretty like, fucked up. That's a lot of goddamn up. butter. Probably, look, there's probably tasted there's, really good. It probably <laughs> look, it probably tasted great, and that's fine. <laughs> but there's other like much more convenient ways to cook steak that are like probably just as good. Yeah. Although I don't know, I've never tried it. I mean, I had a pretty fucked up meal last night because we it was Valentine's Day. It was Valentine's Day dinner, so we. Got some truffle raviolis and, like, did an Alfredo sauce. So that was pretty fucked up and delicious and fattening. Yeah. That was good. What'd you do? Uh, what did I do for Valentine's Day? Uh, I got home from work, and uh, my fiancé was still at work. So I walked the dog, and then I went to my other job, and I had McDonald's by myself while I waited <laughs> for kids to practice their music in my mm-hmm, car mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I cleaned up after the kids after they were done practicing their music and then I went home and it was 10 o'clock and my fiance was asleep so that was that was my Valentine's so Day romantic. so romantic how nice I know it was a great so you guys doing like a holiday. makeup dinner or did you guys just decide not to care about it at all you know going out to eat's expensive and oh, we, we just bought like, a car so. we cooked at home we we went grocery shopping together. Yeah. Decided what we were going to cook at the grocery store. Returned. Popped a bottle of Prosecco. Cooked dinner together. Ate the dinner. And then went to sleep. And it was great. Oh, I want to quit my fucking job so bad. Oh, <laughs> I want to quit so bad. Oh, I'm going to have it. a lot of wine tonight so that I can sleep. Because this puppy <laughs> is going to keep us up all night. She is a screamer. She likes uh, to scream. Yeah. She's very good at screaming, and I don't know, like, she's young. <laughs> she's so young. She's baby, baby. Seven weeks is really young. It's I very I young. really kind of disagree with, with seven weeks, honestly. And the only reason we didn't wait another week to pick her up, because this was the first day the, the breeder told us we could pick her up, was because we are actually going on vacation in 10 days. Uh-huh. And so we figured, well, if we only have her for three days before we go on vacation, she's going to get real fucked up from that experience. Mm-hmm. Like, so we picked her up as early as we could so that we could have her and we could get her accustomed to the, her routine before we go away for four days. You know, sure. it's not a vacation. It's like, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to be gone six days taylor's gonna be gone three days but like still we were like well this is terrible timing (laughs) yeah because i thought we were gonna pick her up at nine weeks i really think they should be with their litter mates and their moms longer but we got her now and she's a little screamer so i'm gonna have (laughs) a lot of wine yeah and probably benadryl too as much as it's a safe you know what's another on the verge of unsafe potentially <laughs> you know what's uh, another great place for wine and benadryl and also unsafe uh practices on, out, out on the boat out on just, the boat just on the creek you know and just you know those, the, that classic trope of being out on the uh, just out on the swamp with Cracking your buddies brewskis having having some wine together <laughs> popping some Tylenol some bennies <laughs> Oh my god, some some sleepy time Tylenol, some uh some Nyquil, <laughs> Nyquil and chill. That's what I always just say. Saber some champagne with the bros. I do not say Nyquil and chill. Actually, that has some seriously upsetting implications. <laughs> I no, like we look. We don't have that before. much time. 
we oh to talk about fishing <clears throat> yeah i was gonna you say your thing no no it's fine i was gonna talk about papa benny's again <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to talk about you've got the rod you've got the the reel the the line you've got the bait you've got the spinners you got your re- your lures so you've- much equipment but do you really need all that if all you needed is a bucket really I think I don't know that a bucket is involved very often. I think you need a net. I think a net's usually nets involved. Nets work. Nets are important. I just think keep keep it simple, stupid. You know, just like sure, sure, sure. Oh, it's cause, so you're just saying I should go. I'd be wade. out of the creek with a butterfly net, just standing on the side of the creek, just like you, you just want me to wade like knee deep in a in a creek or a swamp or something. Yeah. And and just go Catch go one at eventually. It. Just grab. I mean, a fish. how big of a fish do you need? Like, do you just need a fish? Well, I need. Well, in this case, I need a fish that I can catch basically with my hands. So it's got to be big enough for me to like <laughs> get at, but it's got to be small noodle. enough where it won't be hard to do. You know, you could noodle for it. That Does everyone is... know what noodling is? It's where you go into a, a, a gator-infested swamp. Yeah. And then you go at the roots of cypress trees that are growing out of the swamp, and then you take your hand and you just stick it in a hole. In the in the bed of the swamp, like under the water, and then you go like wiggle your fingers, pretending that they're you know um, worms, I guess, and wait for a giant ass catfish to bite your hand, like big ass, and yeah, like three tell foot, you four something. foot long catfish. Catfish do have teeth. Yeah, like they, super they do. will bite your hand. They've got little nubby, nubby teeth, but they yeah. don't have no teeth, and they will bite you, no, and it might people, scratch up your hand a bit. People fully and also, lose their arms. And also, there's gators in there doing this, be- mostly because of the gators. But like the gators, I would say, yeah, yeah, are, the, yeah. are the arm stealers. But the cat, it's <laughs> it's dangerous. Known known arm thieves, gators. <laughs> Take your arm <laughs> if you want your arms. I recommend not going noodling. <laughs> so yeah, I guess if we're if we're against noodling, um, then yeah, the rod, the reel, the spinner. Look, the, chase your chase the, your bliss. The rubber worms. But look, just. We we told you that you could lose an arm, so that's all that I'm worried about. I'm worried about the lawyers <laughs> getting at us. You yeah, know? the risk. The yeah. risk. I was I was making verbal guarantees the other week. I was <laughs> straight up saying that things were gonna happen <laughs> on our silly joke around podcast where no one should listen to what we say ever. No, don't listen to us. Just a reminder, it's not real. It's not real <laughs> stuff. It's it's all fakey fake jokey jokes. We, jokes. except for last week, last week was a lot of useful, f- good information and, and well thought out conversations about environmentalism and re- reducing, <laughs> reusing and recycling. I want to catch salmon. I don't know where people catch salmon. Do they catch it out in the ocean or do they catch it in the rivers? Ocean. I think then you're gonna have to get on a boat. Okay. <laughs> you're gonna have to go out. I feel you're like gonna boat's to get out gonna there. be important on a lot of these things. Do we go? Yeah, probably. Do we go that? Except fly fishing. Do we go that microscopic with it? Do we have to figure out what kind of boat is the best for fishing? It's got to be real light. No. It's got to be like real quiet, right? Is there electric boats? I think they just turn the boat off. I guess that's fair. Maybe. But what I don't know. I'm, Have you been on a fishing boat? What if I'm also trying boat? to be environmentally friendly? 
then to only fish with a rod and reel <laughs> and throw a lot of stuff back yeah i guess so are there what That's are the like, most endangered fishes that we shouldn't be fishing for uh the ones that come to mind are sharks and yeah. also bluefin tuna yeah tuna and uh uh sturgeon interesting Okay. Yeah, sturgeon are, are hella endangered. There's a lot of endangered fish. Although the problem with it is that, like, I think a lot of fish aren't ever, they're not labeled as endangered. Um, when they are, really? Yeah, oh, because there's no way of really knowing their numbers very well. Yeah, that and makes also sense. They're just kind of like, out there. Well, there's also, like, hefty, like, intense lobbies that say... That the fish are not endangered. They're and fine. Everyone they're fine. shut up. Look over there. Everything yeah. here is fine. Everything, don't Take worry this about money. It, there, are, there are limits, you know, especially with the in the U.S. There's, like, limits on how many fish you're allowed to take in a given season. And I've literally had fishermen, like, come up to me and be like, why is there a quota for me when the sharks get to eat all the fish they want? Oh, God. <laughs> like, I can't. And you know what? The funny thing is, is I've heard it. I think I've talked about this on the show before. It feels like something so. I've talked about. Heard it everywhere. <laughs> like, everyone always says that. Like, in, yep. in Galapagos, it was the sea lions. Why should I eat as many? Why Why do I? Why can I only catch so many fish when the sea lions get to eat as many fish as they want? It's like, because you don't need it to survive. Right. Like, the, the shark they isn't don't selling have a your fish. They can't, like, they can't go to Mickey D's and grab something off like, the value menu. Your fish stand is here and the shark's fish stand is like across the street. Like, <laughs> and it's exploiting this loophole for, you know. Look, like, these sharks are over here making a killing. That shark bought a helicopter last week. But, um, shh, they're making a killing. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. I... Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, fish. Yeah, just just, just fit. I don't know, whatever. Just get your fucking fish out of You know how to do it. Your fucking parent slash guardian taught you how, probably. Just Maybe. Get, hopefully. Or should we Way take, to assume. I was yeah, never I taught. assume anything. I, I wasn't taught by our parents to fish. Who were you taught to fish by? Um, I used to go out to the creek by my friend's house, and she taught me how to fish. Well, what was their name? Elizabeth. Okay, so somebody find an Elizabeth. Find <laughs> someone your... needs someone to go catch fish out by the creek with. Somebody find... Me just... catch a little sunfish. Go I was find really bad at taking the hooks out. I didn't like that part. This is <laughs> this is us <laughs> passing the buck, really. Yeah. You go find someone you need. But, you know, we do have a friend who loves to fly fish, and he taught Taylor how to fly fish. I don't think Taylor's ever caught something fly fishing. It's really a fly fishing is like complicated. Yeah. There's like a whole movement to it. You need to be taught. Pay our brother. Our brother oh, loves yeah, to our fish. Oh yeah, our brother he likes to fish. He's, He's got he, he'd probably be pissed yeah. off at us to listen to this episode and hear absolutely no talking about fish. About fishing. Absolutely. Nothing about fish. Cuz the fucker no. loves to fish. So if you Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. I <laughs> yeah. got it. I know. I've been fishing with him. All you do is you get on your little boat, you get your rod and reel, whatever. That, but let's just assume we told you about all that because <laughs> I don't know anything about it. And then you put, you cast into the water. Yeah. And then you just fucking sit there. <laughs> you just wait. 
and then you catch a fish or you don't catch a fish and that's that that's it that's, that's it. the whole deal that's part of it you know that's why fishing's like life like sometimes you catch a fish and yeah sometimes so bring like a bring like a bluetooth speaker with you <laughs> yeah and like some brews bring some bring some hard seltzers or something or maybe some kombucha i don't know what you're into <laughs> i have no control over this i have no like i'm not your dad <laughs> bring some snicky snacks okay bring a bring mm, a mm, fucking mm. luna bar okay and some water yeah. okay stay, stay hydrated, hydrated always you gotta stay hydrated and bring some tall boots i think i think you, you can... maybe or like those big overalls that are also boots yeah. Like, it starts at the boots and then turns into overalls. I just want to walk around in those. Like, imagine how much freedom you have if you just walked around in galoshes all day. In waders. They're called yeah. waders. That's it. <laughs> there we go. If you walked around in waders just all of the time, any you, you every would. day, it would be you freeing. could do anything. You could, yeah. like, you. we've all walked past a fucking park fountain and wanted to just jump in there if you're if you got waders <laughs> on you're it's done so there's no be question prepared to fish and or jump in fountains in any moment be, be prepared for anything waders are your friend go buy some doesn't matter it doesn't look that we're beyond the fishing thing at this point i don't give a shit if you're going fishing get get, <laughs> get some waders you just wear those all the time it's just a much more free existence yeah i agree 100 percent that's all I'm. That's all I'm here to say. That's all I care that's to, to say. Same. I have a puppy to go pretend to not stare at, because that's a, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. We we also talked about that on the show. You get a dog, yeah. and you're, you're not supposed to give it all your attention. But like, how the fuck are you not supposed to anyway? Dude, she's so cute. She's I, so stinking cute. She's I'm... designed to make me love her, so that when she's really annoying and eats all my shoes and craps on my floor, I don't care. <laughs> That's the whole thing. She gives me those sweet little eyes and then she nuzzles into you and you're like, oh, well, you can scream all you want. Well, fuck. You know? <laughs> I'm dead. I, I you, think the cops are coming me. to my house tonight. I'm pretty sure. Just because of the screaming? The screaming. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Except ignore it. That's the only thing you're supposed to do is ignore it because you're not supposed to like, she's screaming and crying and you're not supposed to go, oh, it's okay. Oh, sweet baby. Blah, blah, right. blah, because she's just going to keep doing it or she's going to learn that screaming gets her attention. Yeah. And Classic. so we have to like ignore screaming dog. And Just it's like, like you did when Ooh. you were a kid. Yeah. Sure. I guess. Was I ignored when I was screaming? No, um, no, no. You probably. Were, you were taught that screaming was the. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was oh, a yeah. joke. Well, even... you know, that's. It is. <laughs> the thing is. Here, here's it, the thing. It, if you go into public and start screaming, you're going to get some attention. I don't know. Yeah. You're <laughs> definitely going to get attention. Unless you're like on the New York subway. Uh, they're the masters of it. That's fair. I have the ignored. The subway people. I've ignored many screaming people on the subway. Oh. Oh, yeah. I was like, I had someone screaming in my face. Like, and I was like, I have no idea what's going on here. I was wearing noise canceling headphones and I was like, I do not see this. And uh, it's not happening. It's a, that's another tip. If you're moving to New York, get a, get some fucking noise cancelers. You a, need it's noise canceling headphones. Like, you can't stop expensive. that person from screaming at you. No. But you can stop yourself from taking psychic damage for whatever the fuck they're saying. <laughs> and, you know, like, you're not going to be able to stop them from screaming. But, like, you can definitely stop yourself from being able to hear whatever the fuck they're saying. Because I guarantee it's not going to be very nice. If you have a choice between, like, if you're in dire straits and you have the choice between buying, like, a winter coat 
or noise-canceling headphones and you're moving to New York City, get the noise-canceling headphones. Yeah. Because let's be real. How often do you wear your winter coat, by the way? Because, like, I was thinking about this. I'm like, okay, so I wear my coat to the car and then I take it off in the car and then I wear my coat from the car to the office, which is, like, not even a block's worth of steps. Like, why do I have a coat? Look, I get – I have uh, relatively active work and that work is also very early in the morning when I still want to be wrapped up in blankies. So I get up, I throw a shacket on. It's not a winter coat. I just throw a shacket on because then I run to my car and then I go to work and then I can keep wearing the shacket for a little while in work, like while I'm doing stuff until it gets too hot and then I can I can shed that layer. But I need something. I need a little bit of help for those that first like 90 minutes. Yeah, but I'm talking about like your puffy coat. Like how often yeah, yeah, do you no, wear it? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I, I'm agreeing with you. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't need it. Interesting. Food for thought, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And and everyone, everyone. Food for thought for everybody. All right. We have a couple of people to thank. I would like to thank Ethan Gustafson for the use of his music as our intro and outro theme. You can find more work from Ethan at somepointsound.com. Thank you so much to Natalie Spitzel for the use of her cover art. If you'd like to see more from Natalie, go to her Instagram at m. N oof N M S underscore creative or go to her website nataliespitzel.com. Thanks, Natalie. Check out all of the other shows on the Outlaws Network, specifically our sister podcast, The Bloody Stream. You can check them out at thebloodystream.com, and you can also check them out on social media at Bloody Stream Pod. It's a great horror movie uh, watch-along podcast. It's a great structure. There's a whole like non-spoiler section at the beginning, so if you're looking at the episode and you're like, oh, that's a movie I think I might want to watch, you listen to the first part, no spoilers, decide whether you want to pause it and go watch it and come back or if you decide eh, I don't know if I really wanted this like you can listen to the rest of the episode through the spoiler section it's a great show it's a great uh it, it's it's good stuff I've I've enjoyed listening to every episode so far and I'm excited to hear many many more so check them out bloody stream at bloody stream pod on social media and thebloodystream.com thank you so much for listening my name is Emily Downey I'm John Downey uh, parvovirus I will fight you <laughs> keep that button hot <laughs> <laughs>